What's going on, Code listeners? Dr. Andrew Fix here. And I want to tell you about our friends at Element. Element makes a tasty electrolyte drink with everything that you need and nothing that you don't. That means the science-backed electrolyte ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium, and none of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. And that's why I use it. I've been taking Element for two years now, and I absolutely love the stuff, and I wouldn't want to exercise without it. For all of you code listeners and friends of Physio Room, Element's offered a special to you guys, and I want you to take advantage of it. Go ahead and visit drinkelement.com slash physioroom. That's drinklmnt.com slash physioroom to receive that special offer. You're going to get a free variety pack with any purchase that you place. And uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. Thanks so much. Welcome to The Code, your guide to health and human performance. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Fix from Physio Room, a performance-based rehab facility here in Denver. On this podcast, we're going to explore the key areas of your life that impact your overall health and wellness, from sleep hygiene and stress management to nutrition, movement, relationships, and more. We bring you conversations with industry experts and top performers to share strategies they have for cracking the code on health and human performance. Now let's get to today's show. What's up, guys? Dr. Andrew Fix, back here for another episode on The Code. Uh, Man, can't thank you guys enough for tuning in to listen to this episode. Uh, And I appreciate you bearing with me here. Uh, My wife and I got back from a trip. We uh, left the East Coast early this morning, and um, I knew I had to get this podcast out, and then the day kind of got crazy. So this is not what I planned to do. However, we are uh, recording this podcast in the car while driving home from the office. So if there's a little bit of background noise or some car noise, I just uh, appreciate you guys not worrying about that too much and uh, just tuning in to listen to this episode. I hope uh, I hope it's useful for you. And it's fitting that uh, you know we're talking about some travel tips. And um, you know, before I go t- too deep into this conversation, I want to make sure I give uh, credit where credit is due. Uh, I was listening to another podcast on the Ready State podcast with Kelly and Juliet Starrett. And um, they had a gentleman on there, Adam Bornstein, and they were talking about travel tips and, and ideas. And this guy uh, is very successful in the health and fitness world, and uh, he had some great insight. So if you've not listened to the Ready State podcast, I recommend it, first of all. And then second, uh, that was a good episode, one of their most recent ones that they just had come out probably, depending on when you're listening to this. And um, that was in early November of uh, 2023. So yeah, go check that one out. I think you'll enjoy it. And um, what we're going to do is talk about some tips that you can use while you are traveling to one, uh, try and not let your health and fitness goals and journey go off the rails. Um, You know, not always when you're traveling, are you going to have the same routine? Are you going to have the same access to things that you're used to in your day to day? But that doesn't mean your goals have to stop because you're going out of town, right? So uh, like I mentioned when we kicked off this episode, Aaron, my wife, and I were out of town. We were visiting some family on the East Coast uh, in Virginia. And, um, you know, this particular family uh, member, the the members we were with, um, you know, they're not generally going to the gym. Um, They're working relatively sedentary jobs, which... I'm fortunate not to have that, so I get a little bit of movement throughout my day. But, um, you know, our main goal was just to go out there and spend time with them. Um, You know, we knew we probably weren't going to be going to get a lift in like we normally would. 
Um, and we did our best to try and stay active. We did some active things with them. Like we went to the zoo with my little niece. We, um, we went to this like light show exhibit. There was like this big park and um, they had a bunch of like light displays. It was dark out, it was beautiful, um, the scenery. And um, so anyways, what I'm getting at is, you know, I think we all know we, you know, the holidays come up, people go travel and um, they visit family. There's good food around. There's um, typically drinks or things around depending on what you and your family do. And it's really easy to get off your routine during this time of year, right? And Aaron and I have quite a bit of travel coming up. And what we are working really hard, it's not easy, what we're working really hard at is trying to not completely derail our routine while we're on the road. We have some plane trips coming up. We have uh, a road trip or two coming up all before the end of the year. And, um, and then coincidentally, I was out on a walk getting a little movement in. It was beautiful while we were gone and uh, listening to a podcast, like I was mentioning, the one on the Ready State. And then they get into this topic and I thought some of the points that they brought up were great. And uh, I want to recap a few of those and then also talk about a few of my own uh, here on this show. So let's get into it. What can you do when you're traveling, when you're visiting other people that might not have the same routine as you, might not have, have the same health and fitness habits as you, and when you might be eating out more, what can you do to sort of keep yourself in line, keep yourself in check? People who travel for work all the time probably know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of eating out involved, and we just can't control things as much when, when we're doing that. When we're eating out, there's a lot of hidden and added calories, added flavors to that food, extra fat, extra salt, extra this, extra that, extra sugar. And, um, you know, it's just simply a fact that when we eat out, we're a lot of times eating a lot more processed food. It's hard not to sometimes, depending on the company you're around. And um, we're going to have to make some concessions or some modifications elsewhere in order to not potentially pay the price on that, especially if we're doing a lot of traveling where, where you're going to be doing that a lot. You don't want to all of a sudden look back six or eight months later and then notice in photos, holy smokes, I've gained way more weight than I was hoping to or I was intending to. I was hoping to not gain any potentially. And... Um, so some of the things they brought up on that podcast that you can do when you're traveling is number one, prioritize your protein, right? And I know we've talked on this show a lot about protein, but making sure that in the meals that you're going to eat, that protein is a cornerstone main point of that meal, right? Because when we eat more protein in our diet, it makes us less hungry right? That, like that's the way that it works. It satiates us a bit more, satisfies us. It makes us less hungry. It takes a longer time to digest and to break down in our body. So make protein a priority in your meals. And then when you're structuring your meals, say you're going out to eat, if protein is a main piece, well then pick something else. Is the next main piece of that meal a carb or a fat? But if you can, knowing that you're going to potentially be, at, be eating out a fair amount, can you just make it one of those instead of both of those at every single meal? So a protein and a carbohydrate, a protein and a fat. Instead of eating these huge meals every time you go out, because we all know that a lot of times portion sizes, unless you're a super active person, you're lifting, you're doing a ton of cardio, you're, you're doing a lot of stuff, portion sizes are usually out of control at a lot of these places. And um, so anyways, 
prioritize your protein and have it with a carb or a fat, but not always both. Uh, secondly, if you're a caffeine drinker, you're in luck when you're traveling, especially if it's morning time or you're, you know, maybe you're going into time zone changes and whatnot, depending on where you're going. If you can get some caffeine in your system, that's going to help to negate or block some of those hunger signals and hunger feelings that we're having. So potentially maybe not like right when you wake up, but somewhere in your morning, maybe you could have some caffeine and that's going to potentially curb some of those cravings, curb some of the hunger that you might be feeling and um, allow you to be able to potentially, if you're interested in it, fast a little bit during the morning and not not have to like eat so much. And that layers right into another point that um, that got brought up was give yourself an eating window or an eating time window. So like for example, if you're traveling Regardless of if you are, you know, getting getting awake, you're going to the airport at a super early time, just because you're awake, just because you're at the airport, does not necessarily mean that you have to eat breakfast and it's like 5.30 in the morning and you normally don't eat breakfast until 8 or 7.30 or, or whatever. Or maybe you don't even eat breakfast at all if you're someone who likes to fast. What we see a lot of times, you've seen this, I've seen this. We go to the airport, right? It's early. We're out of our normal time frame routine. And we see people at the airport at all different crazy times of day who are in line for typically fast food or whatever. But they're like, you know, we're eating breakfast, we're eating dinner just because it's there and just because we think we should or we think we have to because, oh man, I haven't eaten breakfast yet today, but we're about to get on this plane. But if you're not actually hungry, if it's not actually part of your normal routine, if it's not something that you would normally eat, you don't have to feel like you should do that just because you think you should, right? Like if it's five in the morning, well, we probably don't need, if you don't normally do this, you probably don't need to get that like bagel with sausage and egg and cream cheese and everything like just because it's morning and just because you're about to get on a flight. If you could try to form for yourself a time window that you're going to eat in when you're on the road, that can help you um, avoid some of these potentially from a you know dietary perspective, potentially costly decisions. Like a lot of times early in the morning, late at night, like one big meal a day is when these decisions get made to kind of like, you know, go way off the deep end on eating something that we wouldn't normally eat. So they gave the example of, for example, eating between like the times of 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. If you get back to your hotel and it's, you know, 9.30 p.m., that doesn't mean you have to eat dinner just because you haven't actually eaten dinner yet. Now, I'd be the first to tell you if, you know, maybe you were doing a bit of fasting, you don't feel like you've gotten much fuel in that day, I don't think it would be a bad idea to potentially have a protein shake or something before you go to bed. But what I'm getting at is you don't have to eat just because you think you have to. It's extremely unlikely that any of us are truly going to starve or anything like that. It's not like we're going without food. So if you miss a meal here or there when you're on the road, assuming that your body is feeling okay and your, your blood sugar and everything like that is feeling okay, um, it's probably going to be okay if you skip that meal, right? We've all probably skipped meals before. We're all still here to tell the tale. So um, I just thought those were some great examples that got given on that podcast. And um, 
And then having things that have fiber. So like the Adam Bornstein, the guy in that show talked about, he carries an apple around all the time. And if he can have like a fruit and a protein as a snack while he's traveling, that helps him curb a lot of hunger without feeling like he needs to go through some drive through or something to pick something up. But like always having protein at your disposal and packing and planning accordingly. So like on this trip, my wife and I just went on, we packed several protein bars, pretty much enough for each of us to have one each day while we were on the trip, just so that we could get an extra 20 grams in, have that as a snack option, because we didn't know exactly what the food scenario was going to be. We were trying not to plan to bring all of our meals. You know, we were planning to eat at their home, at our family's home. We were planning to uh, go out to eat for a few meals with them. And we did. But we were just planning for some of those snacks, making sure we had the electrolyte supplements we like to take, making sure we had a protein um, bar for each of us each day. We brought some of the powdered supplements, creatine and things that we like to take. And um, we had all that with us so that that didn't throw off our routine when we were traveling. So um, let's see. One of the other things that I think is particularly important, right? And this wasn't brought up in that show, but this is just something that I like to do is try to keep some amount of activity in your schedule when you're on the road. If that means that you're going to wake up just a little bit earlier so that you can go to the gym and then get back to the house and hang out with your family and have all the family time that you initially planned on doing, but you also want to get this workout in it's probably not going to hurt your family's feelings that you want to do something that you want to do, assuming it's not going to take away significantly from like the time that they get to spend with you, right? And I think sometimes when we are going to visit somebody who, you know, maybe they don't have the same habits or they don't like to do the same activities as us for whatever reason, I think sometimes we feel bad. Like we feel bad that we want to do something that they may not be doing. I mean, man, they might even want to do it with you if, if you just invite them or ask them. Like, maybe they would like to go, but they're unsure what to do. Um, but, like, you got to remember, I think, that you wanting to go to the gym is not doing anything to them. Like, you're not harming them in any way. You're not putting them down in any way. You're not, you know, doing anything negative to them. You're just trying to do something that you want to do that is good for you and good for your health, good for your mental health, your physical health. and um, and that's okay. And you shouldn't feel bad about that. So I don't know, I guess I'm just giving you permission to, if you want to work out when you're on the road and that means you're going to have like 30 less minutes, I think that's probably okay, right? As long as you are present when you're with your family and you're giving them yourself and your time and your attention, that's what they want. And they're not going to be mad at you for, for going to the gym. So, uh, so anyways, any other way that you can cheat activity in, maybe you're not somewhere where there is a gym. Well, we can get creative, right? We can do other types of exercise. We can do body weight things. I mean, heck, even just going for a walk or going for a run, even if that's not what you normally do, that's, um, that's a great way to just keep some movement and keep some activity into your travel so that, um, so that your body f- continues to feel good. Like you're giving it the activity that you're used to when you're in your normal daily routine. And the more that you can keep that in, the more likely it is that you are going to then get back from your trip and you're going to get right back into your routine. And that leads me into the, my next point. As soon as you get back from your travel, the sooner you 
can get back into your normal flow of things, whether that's exercising that we're talking about, whether that's hydration, whether that's sleep or, um, or what you're eating, the sooner you can just get right back on board with exactly what you're used to doing, the better off you're going to be, right? So often, we have a lot of travel that happens during the holidays. We get off on our, our routines, our workouts slip, our eating habits slip, and then we let those things linger halfway into January. And then before you know it, it's uh, Valentine's Day and people are bringing candy. And it's like, you know, we just had Halloween and then before you know it, it's Valentine's Day and we're just eating all this candy that we don't normally eat when it's like normal time. Um, the quicker you can get back onto your normal schedule, your normal times that you eat, the normal times that you work out, the hours that you sleep, that you wake up, uh, the better off you're going to feel and the better off you're going to be for it because then you're going to feel how you want to feel. You're going to act how you want to act because you're in a better mental and emotional state uh, in your routine and um, and the better off you're going to be, right? And then lastly, the last point that uh, that I want to bring up is you know, how can you, uh, I lose my train of thought here. How can you structure, um, potentially some of the places that you stay or the, the places that you go, like, you know, if you're going to visit family, that's one thing. If you're like staying at their house, but say you're going on some other type of vacation, like how can you structure or build in some of the stuff that you want to do into your trip? And what I'm not saying you guys is, you know, that you need to be thinking about exercise and working out and fitness all the time. But the way that I look at it is fitness is a lifestyle. It's not just something that you do. Fitness is a lifestyle. It's the, it's the way that we live, the way that we carry ourselves. And we only have one body, right? We only have one of these. I mean, I know joints can get replaced and whatnot, but like, it's not the same, right? And we want to take care of it so that we can have longevity and do the things that we want to do for as long in our life as we want to do them. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is to just take care of ourselves day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year. And I know I said that about something else in the last last episode, but um, but yeah, I mean, traveling, we all do it. It is going to throw a wrench into our routine and um, and yeah, I just think it's uh, a challenging thing for us to to navigate and continue to feel good while we're doing it. I mean, I have the tendency to eat differently when I'm on the road. And then sometimes I feel like crap as a result of that. And, um, you know, maybe I'm recording this podcast just as much for myself as, as anyone else. I'm not telling you not to live your life and to enjoy your time away and have, um, you know, have fun, see the people you need to see, potentially indulge a little bit. But if you have goals that you're trying to reach, man, we want to help you reach those things. And if you have activities that you want to do, you want to make sure you're preparing yourself appropriately in order to do those things. So, um, so yeah, I mean, just some more travel tips for you to maintain your routine while you're on the road and, um, and feel better as a result of it so that you can get back home, dive into things and keep on moving the needle forward towards those goals that you're trying to reach. Again, thank you guys for bearing with me on the headphones in the car today. I'm actually sitting in a parking lot, going to run some errands. And um, I just appreciate you tuning in to listen to this episode of The Code. We'll catch you guys next time. 
Hey there, Code listeners. Dr. Andrew Fix here. And as you may know, if you've not listened to this, or if you have listened to this podcast before, we have a goal of trying to reach 200 five-star reviews on this show. So if you've not already done so, please drop on to whatever podcast platform you decided to tune in on. Leave us a review. Ask us some questions right there too, if you have them. And um, we'll be sure to get an episode out to address those. So thank you guys so much. And we'll catch you next time.